this week on the Willing to Go Ham podcast. 21, like, a, you know, that was that was such a big moment. I didn't even know it, you know what I mean? And, and then, like, just giving 1,000% into that business, it, it, I learned that it surrounds you around the right people. So you, you build your career around your life, and it put me around, you know, really, like, renowned people in Kansas City that are, you know, like the owner of Hallmark, uh, construction business owners, owners of Cascones. I mean, I've helped out so many like big names. I'm blessed for it. And to be around them and for them to take me serious as a professional and want my help and me helping them out of pain or whatever it is, they, they take care of me, you know, like someone took me to Miami for Christ's sake at their condo. And it's just, it's a blessing. And I got, I got lucky, but really it's been all around like a lot of Yo, this is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. Got myself another special guest. Don't know how I was able to book this one. I figured, <laughs> I figured, you know what? He gotta get him while he's still hot. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get him while he's still hot, guys. On the show, I want to welcome my guy Michael Pizzato. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how we doing? Glad to be here, dude. I'm look. I, w- I was thinking about this for like weeks. I-, I wanted to have you on. Didn't know how I was gonna get you on the show. I don't have much equipment. But I don't know what your schedule is like, man. So I'm just thankful that you were able to have me on, or not have me on, but to have me able to interview you. Because I'm all about interviewing interesting people that are doing the not-so-normal things. I mean, it's not every day. Which, Bob, congratulations on the fit on the gym, man. Thank you. Dude, I mean, look, Michael, Michael, tell them what you do, man. I mean, what is, it, what is it that you do? Well, I mean, if you really want it to be simple, I'm a personal trainer. But uh, I'm opening up a gym off Vivian Road. I've been inside North Kansas City Hospital for five years. So okay. I started when I was 21. And when I was there, they contracted me. They started me out with like four clients. I was working in the water, doing like pool rehab, like total knee replacements. And they're like, I was making like 150 bucks at Cracker Barrel a week. And Wait, Cracker like, Barrel like the restaurant? Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was a dishwasher. I, and uh, I networked to get into this gym after a year of school. And um, I was like, they're like, how do you, how's it sound to make, you know, 20 bucks an hour? And I was like, hell yeah. So my first goal was like to replace that 150 bucks at Cracker Barrel of clients. And once I did that, I'd just leave. And so I was living with my mom and dad still, you know? So sure enough, I got, you know, six clients and I left. And so, you know, when you're contracted, you actually have to find all the work yourself. They don't really pay you any benefits. There's no guarantee on income. So like, in that kind of world, I mean, being young is easy because you have your parents as a security blanket. Yeah. But you have to eventually, especially if you're going to move out, you have to be able to guarantee work per week. And you always have to find that work and be able to get your clients to rebook every single month, which that's a lot of pressure. I mean, so it took me like two years, but eventually I got to the point where I was just too booked. And so just being myself, taking on, you know, 10 hours of training a day. The only way I could grow was to raise my rates. So for the last five years, that's all I've done. I raised my rates by over 10 bucks an hour at the hospital. And then I LLC'd my business and got around the right people. Dude, that's what it's all about. It's a relationship marketing business. So, you know, you don't need to be flexing in the mirror saying like, like, oh man, I'm so damn strong. It's not about that. It's like, 
you have to be able to build a relationship and sit down and like become their best friend. And if you can do that, I always, when I mentor trainers now, I always tell them, you know, this is important knowing how to help them. But the most important thing is being able to like have someone pay you that, that likes you. So if you can't become their good friend, find out things about their personal life and build that rapport, good luck. It doesn't matter how good you are. So, that, so, so that's what keeps them coming, like, as far right. as... Right, yeah, I mean, I've like, got, like, 55 best friends. It's like, you know what I mean? And so um, <clears throat> it's been great. And being at the hospital has led me to a niche. So, you know, yeah, I could tell you about diet. I could tell you about bodybuilding. Well, the personal training industry, especially for, like, millennials, is like, man, let's get as fit as possible. Let me kick your ass. Let me build as much muscle as I can. Well, there's this demographic out there that's being neglected. That's like 20% of the market. It's like bodybuilders, athletes, um, fat loss. Well, no one's touching like baby boomers, which is like, you know, the older people. Yeah. And so when I was at the hospital, I found that they had this transition program for physical therapy patients. And so like being like someone who grew up with a mom that needed total knee replacements, both of them, and I was her legs for five years, I saw this golden opportunity with what the hospital was doing, which is a rarity. No one's doing this. So I, I basically found like the golden egg, like the monopoly of the fitness industry planted. And so what it is, is basically like <clears throat> if you got a total knee replacement, Christian, from playing basketball, you, you know, you shredded your cartilage, you've gotten like an ortho, like an orthoscopy surgery already and your knee's still giving you pains and aches, they're going to be like, all right, you need a total knee replacement. So when that happens, you get one to two uh, weeks or yeah, one to two weeks of home health, you get like six to 12 weeks of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing in physical therapy is giving you full range of motion, making sure you can go up and down stairs, making sure you can get in and out of your car, in and out of the shower. And once you can do that, insurance stops paying for it. They're like, all right, man, you're good enough. That's great. Well, the problem with that is that's only three months into this recovery, and it's a year-long recovery just to get your 60 grand investment back, which the insurance covers the most of that. But so the point is, is what happens from there is <clears throat> we'd find these patients would go from physical therapy and get a sheet of paper to take home and they'd obviously stop doing it and go back to the lifestyle that caused it. Right. And so this became a huge issue in our, in our industry. It's like a dilemma, especially in the hospital. And so they thought of making this program offer them five sessions for 50 bucks, consult with the personal trainer and we'll continue their therapy. It was a great idea, except personal trainers would take them up to a, a recumbent bike and sit on there for 30 minutes with them, just talking to them. So no one was really, understanding or had the knowledge base to help them yeah well with my mom being hurt you know her whole life i wanted to be able to help her so i started getting you know an orthopedic exercise specialist certification i talked to mentors i went to santa monica to san diego to all these conventions gathered all this knowledge and i started practicing with all these patients and so i ran away at this niche where now i focus on you know making sure that they have a solution when they finish physical therapy because usually people get in this vicious circle. So by six-month appointment with your surgeon, these people are coming in. They're like, man, my knee hurts. What would you do to me? You wasted 60 grand of my money. And the surgeon's just looking at him like, well, did you do your stretches every day? Have you done this? Are you strengthening? No, I'm not. I stopped after physical therapy. They said I was doing great. Well, the problem with that is as soon as you stop doing what you learned in physical therapy, you lose your range of motion. You get back into pain. And if you're not constantly you know, working on that mobility and strengthening you know, the backside of your knee or the front side, of, you know, your quad without doing, you know, deadlifts, heavy squats, etc. 
then you're you're kind of screwed. You go into this vicious circle where you're getting another surgery. They'll do a revision, another 50 grand, 60 grand. And so I've stopped this care gap is what I provide now in that in that problem. So I still do one-on-one training. I still do, you know, classes and I help everybody, but I get so many people in pain, that's kind of my game. It's like chronic pain. So and you you kind of sort of fill that void in yeah. where it's like so I mean, cuz I mean our hospitals like to make money. But you're kind of like stopping, not not stopping them from making money, but like you're making the lives of patients better, man. Because I'm, I'm, I've, I've never actually had knee surgery. Or I've never had, had to have that kind of, you know, extreme surgery. But, you know, I work at a hospital where I hear about patients who are like, you know, I had, you know, elbow surgery and it still hurts. And I, I never asked myself, like, are they stopping the stretches or the exercises? But like, you're kind of that middleman now. And the fact that you even found that out, man, like not a lot of people, you could have still been at Cracker Barrel, man. True. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, awesome cornbread. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and biscuits. And biscuits. Oh, man. Good stuff. But you were able to get out of that mindset, man. So like, when did it register to you at that point? Before you came, before you were doing everything, did you think that you were ever going to be this big as far as... No way, dude. I When I was 18, I, I didn't go to college... In high school, man, like, I had no self-confidence. The whole entire thing was, like, me tricking myself into I'm stupid. I got no potential. I'm not going to college. I just want people to like me so I can fit in with the cool kids kind of thing. And then after everyone left to college and I didn't because I didn't take my grades serious, I was, like, working. You know, one thing I always did, my parents taught me hard work. And so I was working at Cracker Barrel when I was 16, helping my mom's cleaning business. I went to Ford Assembly Line. I did valet parking at Isla Capri. I did some shitty jobs, you know? Yeah. And then I was just like, my mom's like, you know, why don't you find something more with your life? And, you know, I got really good at, like, video games. And she goes, if you spend as much time getting good at video games at something else, you'd be great at it. And I was like, whatever. Like, And then anyway, I got so depressed being around all these terrible people. I wouldn't blame them for, you know, you know uh, any of my problems, but... I, that was the only people that were around, so I hung out with them, and I was making terrible choices, you know, uh, bad things. Yeah. And anyway, I just got so depressed, so distant from my family that one day I was just like, screw this, man. I'm going to work on myself. So I'd run three miles. I'd go to the gym, work out. Because I was an athlete growing up. Yeah, I loved yeah, working yeah. out. And uh, once that happened after about a year, like making my own personal change, it was kind of like a catalyst to get me out of the negative life to a positive one. My mom's like, why don't you go to personal training school? So we went down to like two of them. And this one's like, well, when you're, you know, after nine months, you go to Vegas when you graduate. And I was going to be 21 right when that happened. So I was like, sign me up. Let's do it. (laughs) And so then they're like, all right, well, you start next month. I'm like, dang, okay, that's fast. And I did it for a year. I followed my mentor that was a chiropractor and a a personal trainer uh, to this, you know, place for this internship. And it was literally like 100 hours you needed of internship for free. And it was down in Lee Summit, and this place had no gym members. Our goal in this beautiful facility, they had weddings there. It was like a resort. It was a golf course. And basically, they wanted me to to find business for them. So I had to get all suited up. I had a tie on. And I'd go to these nail salons where women didn't even speak English. I was like, <laughs> am I going to go in? All right, I'm going to go in. And I'd go, like, hand them brochures. I'm like, you know, uh, we're at the wellness Whatever, I forgot the name of it, man. You better, like, learn, you better learn some Wu-Tang, man. Exactly. But it ended up being like this college crash course on marketing because it taught me how to use, you know, like maps, how to find like, you know, in a 15-mile radius, how many 
companies were around me that followed whatever I was looking for. So, you know, being now, like, I'm looking for physical therapy clinics in a 15-mile radius. Um, so it was a learning experience. And then I, this gym I was working out of is like a hole in the wall. I wasn't working there. I was working out there. It's called Timber Ridge Golf Course or Maple Creek. Uh, I think I've heard of that. I think, is it, is it, in, where's that at? It's, uh, it's right by Strouds. Strouds, it's right off of uh, I-35, Timber off Creek. of, uh, man, what's that exit right there? It's right by Clay Como. Oh, uh, I think I've the, heard, yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's I, by the Quick Trip there, um, man, I think it's Gladstone. It sounds familiar. I think I had to meet somebody there for Swap Shop, but that, that's irrelevant. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good thing it's in public. Yeah, 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 crazy yeah, stories yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, the trainer there told me that the hospital's hiring, and once they told me they were hiring, I kept pressuring them, pressuring them. One day, the, the coordinator of the hospital was training there. And I, I went up to her. I was like, hey, using a stability ball as you train someone? And she's like, no, you can have it. And then she goes, my son said you got certified. I was like, yeah. She's like, how about a, how about you come work for me at North Kansas City Hospital? I'll pay 20 an hour. And I was talking to my brothers right there. I was like, deal. I was like, you know, making seven seven fifty an hour at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> went over there. I was like, guys, you're not going to believe this. I just got a training job at North Kansas City Hospital. I'm like 21. Like, a, you know, that was that was such a big moment. I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? And And then like just giving 1000% into that business and it, it I learned that it surrounds you around the right people so you, you build your career around your life and it put me around you know really like renowned people in Kansas City that are you know like the owner of Hallmark uh, construction business owners owners of Cas- Cascones I mean I've helped out so many like big names I, I'm blessed for it and to be around them and for them to take me serious as a professional and want my help and me helping them out of pain or whatever it is, they, they take care of me, you know, and like someone took me to Miami for Christ's sake at their condo. And it's just, it's a blessing. And I got, I got lucky, but really it's been all around like a lot of hard work of just constantly, you know, reinvesting into the business by going to these places, admitting I don't know everything and trying to know everything. So every single day, you put small steps into something, and that's how you eat the elephant, is what they say. You know, you, you do everything towards a goal. And so, no, I never knew it was going to be this big. Dude, that is. And then, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, back to what you were saying about, like, because, like, you know, we went to the same high school, bro. Shout out to Liberty High School, the, the original Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. The original, you know, say class of 2011. Damn, we are getting old. But that's cool. Last oh. class before they split. Yeah, the class, yeah, the last. <clears throat> The last full class. You know how bad I wanted to get the hell out of there? I was like, dude, I want to go to North. <laughs> Me too, man. I, Dude, oh man, I'm so glad we're out of that. Some I people too, climax man. in high school, and that was my best. Look, man, we that, that's a whole other podcast, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, just seen, I, I just seen a lot of, oh, fool, let me tell you. Uh, and, and forget a reunion, because um, I see everybody at Westport. Like, have you, do you know, we have, you know we have a page for like a reunion page, right? Yeah. Yeah, some people, <laughs> and they continue to tag me and stuff, and I'm like, well, let me just put my podcast on there, and I, I think I've gotten a lot of listens from that. But you, you meant, that. oh yeah, dude, I, I got um, <clears throat> I got some people. What was it was it Troy Craig was like, yeah, dude, it sounds good, and so from there I was like, well, why not just market myself that way? And I know you did give me a card as well, so I'm gonna have to take that, take your advice and make some cards and just like throw them out at Westport, man, see what happens. Five hundred out of the five hundred, I'm sure like maybe like twenty five or fifty will listen. 
You know, it's just about shooting. You got to shoot your shot. Well, it's also like you should be promoting it as, you know, I'm looking for interesting people because you are. Yeah. And like business owners or like someone that's doing something out of the norm, starting a non-for-profit, <laughs> invented something. Uh, why are they different? And then, you know, they might reach out to you and say, hey, you know, I got something for you. You want to hear this. And make sure you put that on your business cards, what you're looking for and what you're doing. That way, you know, luckily for fitness, they can look at it and be like, oh, it's a gym. But, six pack, instant six pack. That's, what, <laughs> uh, that's not me. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, I probably you get a six pack in five days. Believe it. <laughs> but like you, you did say that like for a while because that's <clears throat> going to the same high school, man. Once you hit that junior to like senior year, things can get rough, man. If you don't have a plan after high school, if it's not college, so if you just plan to work, if you plan to, you know, what I'm saying to your family business. And you got everybody else, and they're going off to Missouri State. They're going to KU. I can I, I get where that because I went to Maple, and for a while, like I kind of felt like, okay, what's the what would be the next step? I'm going to community college. All my other friends are going to Mizzou, like you know Caesar. Caesar went off to Semo, or uh, Cape Girardeau. Shout out to Caesar. He left, and then he went. Then he went to Missouri State. Now he's in a frat. And meanwhile, I'm working two jobs. <laughs> And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, and at that point, like me, Jordan Lewis, and Q, we all got a house together. But I still felt like my life wasn't inept enough for me to be like, oh, well, what am I going to talk about? And saying I worked a lot and went to school, that got old because <clears throat> I wasn't happy doing it. Like I'm still going to school now for IT <clears throat> because I mean it's, you know, it's something I kind of want to do. But like this is it. This is you know, it took me a long time to figure out what is it that I want to do that makes me happy. It is podcasting, man. It started. I started listening to Joe Rogan. I'm listening to like Joe Budden. I'm listening to all these people, and I'm like, I could do this. <laughs> yeah, you can. I could. I could do it, man. And um, when I saw you at Walmart, you you said, dude, you could. I you could definitely do it. We talked about it, and I spoke it into fruition. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm gonna start a podcast. What's the name gonna be? I well, it was either gonna be the Willingham Show or the Willing to Go Ham Podcast. And we had just talked before the podcast actually, and you mentioned. MVP, that those are your initials. That's not just like some shit you came up with. That's your yeah. name. That's been your name for the past 26 years. 25, 26 years, man. Yep. And you played into it. And now it's, it's that's you. You it's are. It's meant to be. Yeah, it's just meant to be. Like, and willing to go ham. It's meant to be, baby. Willing to go ham. That was a, a name I came up with sophomore year for Twitter. That's where it came from. And I was like, and I was like, you know, at the time, I'm like, you know, I do get sporadic sometimes. Like, I, I, I say some outlandish things. Then I thought, should I live up to that name or is it just, you know, is it just what I want to call it? And sometimes I, I used to tweet outlandish things, man. But like now I really don't because, you know, we've grown up now. But that's the name. That's the brand. man. That's something that's just going to stick. MVP Fitness. That's going to stick. Yeah. Willing to go ham podcast. That's going to stick, man. So and what you're doing, man, like you're not in debt. You're doing. You're more successful. And there's nothing wrong with going to college. Like I see nothing wrong with it. But we're all not meant to work. Or I mean, some people it's okay to work a nine to five. I work multiple nine to fives. But <clears throat> when you find what you want to do, man, it stops becoming work when you love it. That's what I hear. You know, and you seem to love what you do. I mean, right. And by the way, Michael showed me around his. Co- you got a condo, man. I know. I know you could. I know you could buy a condo. Like, he bought a condo. And he's showing me. He's tight with the lady at the front desk. Got a pool that sits, and you're looking at the city. And uh, what else? Did you show me the gym, club room, the movie club room, room, the theater. Yeah. Look, man. If I had one of these, 
<laughs> you got <laughs> you better you better you better cuff your chick, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, I, live, I live in little old uh, over in Liberty, man. I'm surrounded by a bunch of uh, single moms and kids and suburban life. Suburban, it's quiet. It's I'm quiet. Like, Don't get me wrong. It's quiet, man. So, um, like I said we 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 can talk about whatever, man. But uh, this is about you. So, when you what 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 are your expertise like? I mean, do you do you fo- what do you th- what are your thoughts on diets, man? Like, do you believe in diets? Do you you know what 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 do you, what do you think about that as far as helping so your clients like, out? When I when I like if you were coming to me today and you're like, man, Mike, I this is my goal. Uh, how can you help me? Well, first I'd find out your goal, what you told me, and if you need help with diet, you know I'm looking at more than just diet. So I'd I'd be like, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I even gave this to the VA when I'm building their medical or their employee health wellness program but anyway like so there's like five different things i'll assess i'll do stress sleep diet water and exercise and you know how are you doing in all these things okay and i want to see where you're at let's say you're not drinking water you're drinking tons of diet soda uh well aspartame or you know just the amount of calories you put in your body doing that and how important water is it helps you digest you're more hungry when you're not drinking water because your stomach grows yeah just from not drinking it and your body's basically all water so I, I basically give you small small goals and changes towards that, whatever it is. And so, like with diet, we you know being in the hospital, I got surrounded by dietitians and physical therapists, occupational therapists. It's a health health and wellness kind of you know environment. Even though nurses usually aren't very healthy, they just talk what they they say should happen, but they don't do it. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, some people smoke a cigarette in the damn stairwell. You'd be shocked. But you're not supposed to smoke in a hospital. I, I mean. Anyway, so, because, like, back in the day, amputees would be in a recovery room and a doctor would be smoking a cigarette down the hall. Well, that person's arm would turn blue because because of the fact that it, it sucks out the air out of your body. I mean... Damn, I didn't know that. The circulation. And so, anyway, uh, for diet, because I get sidetracked, uh, you know, we follow a Mediterranean diet. A lot of, like, a lot of medical professionals will guide you there because that is kind of, like, that... that caveman days and you know you hear things like keto diet well keto diet was actually like a experiment that pediatric clinics would use for children's with uh, kids with epilepsy yeah. and they would see if giving them sugar would cause seizures and so uh, what we what they found was that it did help but then someone basically stole that um, study and put it into a 12-week plan on someone and they found how much weight they lost mm-hmm. well then <clears throat> It got put on the mass database, and now everyone sees keto as this fad diet. And we hear the term fad diet. Well, you know, all diets, you know, work based off of one sole fact, and it's caloric deficits. There's this K-State professor, you could look it up, called the Twinkie Diet. He made his students put them on a Twinkie diet. You could eat, like, Doritos, Twinkies, chocolate. And in the short term, they found, like, you know, improvements in blood sugar. He lost weight. Uh, he lost, I mean, you you could see short term it helped, but long term you know it's gonna f up like your cholesterol, your triglycerides, yeah. and your organs shut down when you don't you know give yourself carbs because uh, it's it's just bad for your body. Uh, they found that long term studies show that it's really hard on your heart, your organs. Basically, what they do is they don't give you carbs and it puts your body into ketosis, and like they get like the sweaty nasty feet. Uh, you've heard some other stories. I've heard other of other areas. I've, I've heard of a <laughs> and, keto uh, crotch. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a. That's kind of a. Like I don't know. I, I knew. Don't know I knew. Actually, it, I knew a girl like that had it, and I and I didn't know. Like I wasn't like down there, but I remember like I seen her at the gym, and I'm like, dude, what is that? Like, 
what? Yeah. And it was her. Like it was it was keto crotch. She told me she was doing <laughs> she was doing the whole keto thing. Yeah, and so basically like when you're on keto, you know, these people are uh not putting carbs in their body, which makes them dehydrated because um carbs carry uh their water actually carries carbs to your body. And so when you're not putting carbs in your body we're gonna have to edit this part. <laughs> no, no, it's not good. <laughs> I'm trying to remember this. So basically what happens is I'm finding that with keto people, they're like a pile of jelly. And like their arms just drip. Like they got the double little loose arms right here. I don't know what you want to call that. They don't have triceps. Pterodactyl, pterodactyl. (laughs) (laughs) So basically like these people are losing muscle and they're losing water weight. They're not actually losing, you know, the lean, they're not gaining any lean mass. And it's hard on their heart and their organs. That's what my mom told me. She's in there. She told me about the keto thing too. She said long term, like it, it could work. Or no, short term it works. Like it, it can damage your kidneys in the long run, you know? And I'm, I, I don't know. Continue, my bad. No, 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 you're good. I, I mean, just... yeah, it's, so I don't agree with, I mean, I think, you know, I, my dietitian actually is type 1 diabetes, and she eats carbs all the time. So you hear this big misconception that, you know, people that are diabetic can't eat carbs. Um, but that's just, that's just not true. You, you need to eat whole carbs, and people that are diabetic should too and you should consult with a dietitian because there's so many different variables per person obviously like someone like you i mean you're healthy you don't have diabetes there's really no reason but i do have high blood pressure which is hereditary and one of the things that i mean people think i look like a total dickhead sorry to like uh interrupt you but people think i look like a dickhead i used to carry you know like bodybuilders carry on that gallon jug of water yeah and it's just like obnoxious right so i'd have people in the elevator at the jet my job like Mm-hmm. So you're staying hydrated. I'm like, like, dude, mind your business. Like, it's not about you. So like, that's why I drink so much water. Like, I have to drink. I have to drink. It's not like a, oh, you you drink this plus your, no, man. I have to drink. I got this from Walmart here for like, seventeen eighty seven. So I drink two of these a day, man, to help regulate. You know, and I also I take diuretics and things like that. Like I've lost weight, but it's not like oh, I want to drink a gallon of water. I don't even drink. I don't drink soda. But if I'm drinking alcohol, it's just alcohol. I don't yeah. chase. I don't do anything to, to avoid sugars, man. Um, every now and then, I'm like, I'll have a Mountain Dew like maybe once every five months, man, if that. That's how I've been able to keep a lot of the weight off. So, like, uh, I'm healthier, but the goal for me is to get off of my medication. That's a great goal. You know, when yeah. I, I'll assess clients and they'll be like, are you on any medication? And they'll act, you know, like they'll say no. And then they'll be like, oh, well, I'm on blood pressure medicine I'm like oh that that counts like you that's a crutch for your body until you get it back to where it needs yeah. to be uh so diet's a huge role stress is a huge role water exercising and sleep you know they say if you don't get six to eight hours of sleep so if you get less than six it actually increases your chances of cancer because you know sleep what's what regulates your hormones when yeah. you wake up on a short amount of sleep or you pull an all-nighter well no wonder why you feel like crap the next day yeah and then uh Diet, obviously, small changes, man. If you're drinking tons of diet soda, which you're not, uh, just switching the water. I, I believe in this like theory. If you've never done it, you never know what's right. So if you've ate fast food every single day of your life, and then all of a sudden you get put on like the whole thirty diet, which hospitals use, and you eat like tons of clean vegetables, good proteins, good sources of carbs, um, and then you go like do that for a week. If you go back to that terrible diet you had before, and now all of a sudden your body hates you, you're not digesting it very well, it's like dumping out through you and you just hate it and you'll never go back because now it's felt the good. 
and then once you go to bad, it goes, it's just, it, there's something there that happens. I'll give you another example, like uh, diet soda. I'll challenge my clients to drink uh, 64 ounces of diet soda in a day, to drink no diet soda for a whole month, only drink water, or you can have coffee, and go back to diet soda after that month. And I promise you, it will not quench, quench your thirst the same, you won't like it the same way. And every single time I do this with clients, I have success. They're blown away. It's like the law of basically if you don't, if you never done it right, you never know what it feels like to, when it's wrong, even though you do it wrong all the time. Damn. It's pretty cool. And movement's the same way with injuries. So like I have this chronic pain, like neck pain client, and she's an accountant. And so I'd spend 45 minutes stretching out her traps, doing a lot of scap work, working on posture basically, pulling her shoulder blades back, stretching her out, and she'd feel better every session, but she'd come back with neck pain. So we weren't really fixing anything. We were just managing. Like alleviating. Right. And so then I asked her, I go, what do you do? And she's like, I'm an accountant at Worlds of Fun. I'm like, okay. So like when you're, when you're working all day, because you work at a desk, so that's repetitive motion there, where's your head turned? And she said to her left, because she's got two computer screens all day. And I go, flip your monitors. And so she now works to her right every day. Completely removed her pain. Pain-free. <laughs> because she's, it's just like the assembly line worker. People at Ford are doing the same job 600 times a day. A lot of them get surgeries in their shoulders, and their knees, their back, their neck, if they're looking straight up all day. And literally, uh, they, get, they get surgery from overuse injuries. And the same thing goes for if you're flat-footed or high-arched. If you're flat-footed, you roll your weight inward on your knees, and then you ruin the lateral side of your knees. And we call it knock-knee. And then the same thing happens, and it's called like varus. And then valgus is bow-legged. Like you'll see people, and these are the ways you were born, you can't prevent some of these things. If people are bow-legged, they ruin the medial side of their knee. And I'm actually bow-legged, so I'll show you. So if you put your feet and knees together when I assess people, yeah. if their ankles touch and their knees don't, they're bow-legged. If their knees touch and their ankles don't, they're knock knee. And so usually when I get knee replacement patients, they're one of the two. And so I can help them on the routines because I'll shift the weight of their ankle different, <clears throat> the opposite way than they do every day. And it gets rid of tons of pain. It builds the strength in the side that's being neglected. And it helps them stretch a side that they weren't using, like in their hamstrings, their quads. There's multiple muscles being affected. And so I've act, like my whole building my program around you is watching how you move and your lifestyle, what you're doing. And, you know, if you have a desk job every day, we're going to be doing a lot of hip extension and the other because you're always in hip flexion every day and your shoulders are always in flexion. I'll take you into extension through your hip, abduction, adduction, internal, external rotation. And these people look at me like, damn. I feel so much better and they never leave me because I can get rid of chronic back pain, I can get rid of knee pain. It's like all based off of what you're just doing too much of. And so I've just built individualized routines around people that hurt themselves based off what they do too much of in their lifestyle. So and do I you counter it. So do you see um like your clientele, do you see athletes? Do you see elderly I, people? Do you like what's your So I've had like the 18-year-old track athlete to the 91-year-old, you know, woman who's had reverse shoulder surgery, uh, hip epidurals, lower back pain, spinal stenosis. Dude, I've helped stroke patients, brain aneurysm patients. Uh, I help people with hammer toe issues, bunions. They've had, and I've had people whose toe has literally crossed over another one, and they've had to get their toe cut off, help them rehab that. And everything is built around repetitive motion injuries. And there's, I mean, there's two ways you get hurt. Traumatic injuries or repetitive motion injuries. That's basically 99% of them, unless you're born some crazy way 
that was genetic based that caused you to get surgery right away like being born without like a disc in your spine something Damn. crazy so basically like traumatic injuries like you fell off your motorcycle you broke all your bones like that's a traumatic injury repetitive motion injury is a overuse injury and it's like being at a desk your whole career you know you have hip impingement or you have you know uh terrible posture you ever like seen a woman and she's just walking down the street dude and like her whole back is being pulled forward with gravity and her head's like facing downward and i just want to go up to her and pull her shoulders back because she's literally self-caused these injuries through lifestyle no one showing her like grandma telling her hey shoulders back stand up march like it's terrible man i i just like i can just tell off how people walk what's going to be causing them issues later on him and you can see it's like kind of like you're like a like you can foresee all that man it's like you're a fortune teller well, or psychic i mean because like because you know posture i mean you study the body like again the fact that like that's how i know it's an obsession and it's like a passion for you it's because you can look at somebody and just be like yeah like <laughs> yeah i could tell like oh yeah i wouldn't tell them but yeah <laughs> like, well, I'll, like dude, <laughs> i'll get like some women clients i'd be like you're bow-legged and she goes oh thanks michael i'm bow-legged like they're like you know like <laughs> I'm supposed to be calling them pretty or like, you know, your shoulders back. Like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a candid Italian, man. I tell it how I see it, like, to a T. Yeah, they, they love me for my authenticity. Like, you know, like, like, like look at a girl, like, at, at the club and she's like dancing. Like, yeah, she's going to have chronic knee pain. She's like, <laughs> Get those shoulders back, girl. Your butt will look bigger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, look at how she's squatting, man. That's, uh, that's, not, that's not a good look. Oh, if she keeps this up, she her ankles, her 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 ankle joints are gonna give it. Oh man, <laughs> you can see all that. Oh uh, yeah, and like like the heels, man, the, the narrow shoes, those cause a ton of hammer toes for women. They wear those, oh. and then they like uh, there's a woman who wore heels every day because she's like a CEO of a company I was training, and she came into me with because uh, she tore her gastric pneumonia, her calf, and that's basically because she's always in. Uh, dorsiflexion is what we call it and it's basically like her toes are on the ground her heels are not like a calf raise yeah right and so if i put her into flat ground it's a stretch and think about if i put her in the opposite movement plantar flexion where you lift your toes up and your heels are down now we're lengthening that calf the opposite direction well when she's never doing that you know for 365 days a year mm -hmm. uh well she's gonna have some really extremely tight calves might have plantar fasciitis um, just, just waiting for something bad to happen. Really, really high risk to injure yourself. Damn, man. And you can see all that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you well, can... that's where it's really crucial as a trainer to like find out as much information about your client as you can. Like you can find out about diet and all those things. Like to me, I'd rather just give that to a dietitian cause I have them up my sleeve to like let them really do what they do. Cause that's their specialty. My specialty is like, you know, fitness, teaching you the proper ergonomics, the biomechanics of the movements. You know, you, you do a row 1,000 times as a bodybuilder, 10,000 times. Why well, teach 10,000 people a row 10,000 times? So, like, just because you can do it does not mean you can train somebody else to do it. Because right. you know how to do it right as a bodybuilder. Like, yeah, I feel this in my upper back, my uh, my rhomboids, my scap, my labiators, everything, my post delt. And then it's like you teach somebody else it, and all of a sudden they don't know how to use their scap and pull their shoulders back because they've never done it in their entire life working at a desk. And you see them pulling like this, like where they're just using their biceps and the front of their shoulders and it causes impingement when they row and they're having shoulder pain. And so you have to be able to teach people, you know, these movements where you just dive into weights. 
and that's where I found my niche with the pain and being able to you know help someone that can't do anything all the way to someone that can do everything and even the ones who can do everything I, I see like LeBron James hurt his groin in an injury like sure we can't like prevent everything like with a sheer force injury but I was thinking mad like man I wish I could help him because I know exactly how to stretch that area uh, for hamstring <clears throat> strains and that medial side and you know it's just not not very many people actually go out in the world and find the knowledge. They just get an A certification, NASM. Um, you know, our industry is not cookie cutter. It's not like physical therapy where you get a seven-year degree. It's more so like if you're obsessed with it, you know, start flexing your brain as much as you're flexing your muscles because someone out there has got more knowledge than you, and you have to go find that knowledge because your clients are holding you accountable and trusting that you do have it. So when you hurt them, you'll lose that client immediately. I don't care how good you are of a trainer. If you hurt someone, they will not come back. Damn, I heard that, man. I mean, that's yeah, no, that's huge, man. You they, they they put their trust. It's like my, I'm gonna come to Michael. I'm gonna come to MVP Fitness to help me, and it, and I've seen it, man. Like, I've seen, and that's why also why I have you on, man, because I've seen it. It's one thing when it's like okay, like come train with me. I'm gonna get you right, but I've seen it, man. I've seen you had clients, man. From uh, there was a guy I saw where he was deadlifting just the bar, just doing the normal motion. Now he's deadlifting 225. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these are guys that are like twice my age. Yeah, exactly. And I've seen it, man. And like, that was just interesting. And that, that's the whole purpose, man, of like, because I, I pod, like I said, I podcast because I want to, but I also do it, man, because like there's a lot of people doing a lot of cool shit out here, man. That, and like what you're doing, you're, you're improving. Like I said, and it's the networking. And somebody could listen to this and like that you, they could, it could be the next Michael Pizzotto. I'm probably not MVP. I mean, what are the odds of having <laughs> oh, MVP? Man. No way, man. There's plenty of people could be me. But, but you can, but you can inspire the next person who's in high school. And I don't. I mean, I don't know the demographics of my listeners. I don't have a chart for all that. I, I'm, I'm going to set up one or look at one. But you'll always have those people that listen to this, and it's like, man, I'm not doing anything with my life, and then they they get complacent with that, and it's just like, well, maybe I'm just meant to be a loser. But like, you switch that, like. You switch that all around, yep. and you're helping people, and you're improving it's, their lives, man. That's huge. And to be from someone that was at that point where I was depressed, I mean, it's it's real. Uh, you have you just got to find what you like. Like literally, like I didn't like social studies. I didn't like com arts. I didn't like school. I was like, man, <laughs> my dream was to be an MLB baseball player. So when that didn't come true because I hurt my arm right away when I was playing high school baseball. I, I didn't, and I didn't have the self confidence or the work ethic to get there. I had to accept that I wasn't going to be that. So then I just work. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I was like, the only other thing I did, I maxed out gym credit. So like, Mike, you can't take another gym credit in high school because if you do, you're not going to graduate. And then another, like in fifth grade, I took orchestra to try out a, a, an instrument, and they're like, it's going to take take priority over your recess. And it's fifth grade. I'm like. I'm not giving up my recess for this. And so I quit. That was the only thing I ever quit in my life. And then I just like realized like, man, I was meant to do this. Like I, my whole life, I made sure nobody hated me because I wanted everybody to like me. I was, oh man. What I was like a people pleaser, dude. I just kiss ass. Even if I didn't like, it's just cause like, I personally like having friendships and I, I like people. That's why I do what I do. I'm yeah. in relationship marketing. But for anyone that, that doesn't know where they're at and isn't like happy, like, Start, like, reflecting on what you're doing with your time. If you're really good at video games, start streaming, man. You see those cool streamers that get on Dude, ESPN. Ninja? That guy Ninja? Yeah. His name? Ninja? You know, um, you remember Luke Berry, right? Yeah. His brother 
uh, I think his name is Slacked. Hopefully, if I could ever have him on my podcast, it'd be dope. He's made, I mean, he's a pro gamer. Like, yeah. Luke Barry, like the guy we went to high school with, his little brother, man, is so cold at video games. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. And he's, he's never, like, and he's making so much money. It's like, why go to college, man? And like I said, again, there's nothing wrong with college, but I mean, Mike was right. When you find something that you like to do, I didn't go into this thinking about numbers. I didn't go into this thinking about the future, really. But like now that I've I've gotten so much feedback, man, I've gotten iTunes ratings. I've gotten, and I look at the numbers and I see it, and it's like I could do this. So I have. I mean, eventually I will. Re- I'll reach out to radio stations and things like that. But I don't want to change who I am because this is what got me this far. Just like what got you this far. It was you, like you. And of course, you accept internships and you went to Vegas, which I'm sure at 21, you're probably living your best life out there. <laughs> but you did, but you, but you did that, and now you come back home, man, and you're able to do what you love to do. That's huge. And, and you said you had to re- reevaluate everything. Sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone, being the norm of what you're used to. Um, so, like, if you're used to hanging around so many friends, sometimes, like, you have to disengage from, like, reality, man. Or from disengage from something else and get into your reality. Because life, before you know it, let's say, for instance, Michael, what if you stayed at Cracker Barrel and you didn't take a step back and, like, you never talked to your family again? Or like, you weren't as close with your family? Yeah, man. And you're just, like, it's just Cracker Barrel every day, Cracker Barrel every day, every day, every day. And then you... Step out of that, and you go, huh? Did I really want to do that? Nah, forget that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. So, like, I think for me, like, whether you have to move away or just take a whole month and just be selfish, man. If, especially if you don't have kids. If you have kids, you can't be selfish. But I, that, that's that's what it, that's what really hit home with me is that you uh, you reevaluate your self awareness. You're aware that you know I have a passion. I don't want to wash dishes all the time. You know. I want to be happy, and you, you're, and like, dude, like, you live in a great, a great area, man. I can see the confidence. I remember you from high school, dude. <laughs> I remember you from yeah. high school, and you, I was like, dude, you were never this like, you were like, you were there, but I just remember I was like, Mike was cool, like he's cool, but now it's like you're Mike, like <laughs> you're Mike, but you still Michael, but you're Mike, and I remember, you know, I've never seen so much confidence, and like even when you're talking, I'm looking at you, man. It's, even if you could be lying to me and I don't know it. Because, like, you believe in what you're saying. And I know you're not lying, but, like, right. the confidence, I could see it, man. The transformation is huge when you finally love something. It doesn't matter if you want to, if you want to work for McDonald's, man, do that. Not you, Michael. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> I'm going to own it. <laughs> you're going to own a McDonald's. You're going to start selling uh, veggie wraps and oh god and chicken no sandwiches. man. Give me those chicken sandwiches. Well, no. no dude, I'm just so, kidding. I'm just well, chicken sandwiches are good, but have you ever had a uh, a lettuce burger? No. Sounds weird. Tastes good. Oh, though. like lettuce as a bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it tastes Those good. Are good. Those I are love good. them. I love them. But yeah, like you you're you're into that. I remember like practicing with you in football, man. And uh I just remember I was like I was like I, was like, I gotta block this guy, man. Like I was like, I gotta go up again. It was special teams. I remember you cut blocked me. I do remember that. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but now <laughs> here you are, man. You look I mean, you you look great. You know what I'm saying? You look great. You're out here, you're <laughs> The world's your oyster, man, and you can only and there's and the cool thing is you can only go up. Yeah, I, you can't go back because you are you haven't even reached the peak of your success yet, man. You're getting there. I mean, you're there, but you can go. <laughs> you can you can have a place here. You can have a place in L.A. You can go wherever, man. You man, can take this wherever you want to go, man. The thing is, is like anyone, 
anyone can do it. The thing is, is you just gotta, you gotta take a chance and take a risk on yourself and, and believe in yourself first because you're not gonna just like walk up to someone and say, hey, can I do this? They're gonna be like, well, no, you can't do this. Why, why could you do this? It's like people ask for permission to be great. It's like Validation. Stop getting validation, guys. Just go out there, like grit, grit, grind, and go. And, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. That's like the golden rule of life. And it's a, it's a pretty simple rule, but, you know, if you're going to be a D-bag, expect to surround yourself with D-bags. If you're going to be a good person, you know, I, I heard the saying is like, you know, work on your own garden, make it beautiful, and you'll, you'll uh, build more beautiful people to your garden. Like, it'll bring people to it. And then... On the flip side, if you're always trying to, you know, cut to, into other people's gardens, you're never going to attract the right people. I don't remember the saying to a T, but... I, I, I get the gist But basically, like, you need to work on yourself, and that's all I've ever done is, like, just... I always felt like I was never good enough, and I just got hungry to working on myself, getting out of my comfort zone, meeting more people, and being the best person I could be to anyone that came into my life and helping them any way I could, and... It just kept giving me more results, and when you get around these people, your mind starts expanding. You change when you get to your goal. You don't just satisfy yourself with that goal. It's like proud but never satisfied. You're looking at the next thing, and you're you're just hungry for that vision. Like with your podcast, man, this could be so big. This could just be the stepping stone that you needed. You know, you're gonna find your like the niche, like finding interesting people. Like that's your niche right there. You want to interview the best people in Kansas City. It's just like the Hot Wings show. He's only getting at like the top dogs and like the biggest names, and he's having to meet the hottest wings while he's interviewing them. Like love awesome that. questions, and I love that show. And dude, you're you're gonna be so good at this. Like you yeah, already are, and, and that's what it, it took me a while to find it, man. And, and I, eventually, I have some other people. Like I said, you're one of the people I wanted to have on. If I could ever get a hold of the KC Superman, <laughs> which I'm, I'm sure he charged me a flat rate. <laughs> I can imagine so because he means a lot to the city. He's a guy who I want to interview Nick or at some point. He's retired. I bet he'd do it. Well, he is. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, it's just, you know, he. I think he's an interesting cat, man. Like, like He's you, very interesting. You want him on there and then promote it because everybody knows him. I've met Dude, him a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you go find um, him at a Royals game <clears throat> running around the stadium. He literally run around the whole stadium. I, I saw high-fiving him, people. I saw him out of uniform. I actually, I went out on a date, took his girl out on a date, just went to Starbucks. And he was just sitting there with a newspaper, man. And I was like... Superman, he goes. <laughs> he was like, shh. And I was like, oh, oh, my bad, man, my bad, man. He was Clark Kent at that moment. Yeah, he was something <laughs> like that, man. He was just sitting there chilling, man, with the newspaper. I was like, I don't want to bring any attention to this guy, man. So, yeah, man, like everything that we talked about, and I'm sure I'm gonna have you on again. There's gonna have to be a part two uh, where we could, you know, this is just the introductory, you know, introduction to Mike. Uh, my bad, MVP Fitness and what he does. Hey, how do we get a hold of you, man? I mean, I mean, you gotta, you know. So you go to mvpfitness.com or mvpfitnesskc.com, or you can find me on social media. And, and uh, is it MV Pizzato? Is that what it is? I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, MV Pizzato on Instagram, yeah. Michael Pizzato on Facebook. Uh, you can give me a call. We got four trainers. We got a massage therapist. We're we got the niche with pain. We do one on one training, which I feel like a lot of people do semi private and classes only anymore. <laughs> We, we like one-on-ones. We want to see how you're moving. It makes it more private and a, more of a luxury. And if you're not comfortable being in that meathead you know, area, <laughs> like Genesis, come see me. You'll get that luxury-based training. I'll show, you, I'll show you everything you need to know to go into that place feeling like a whole new person that's confident. And my trainers are Sheesh. all ace orthopedic specialists. 
we focus on massage ther- therapy that's built around pain. It's not the spa setting. It's like you got the bad back pain going on. You need to come see my massage therapist. He's going to take good care of you. Uh, it's 16 hour for massage. Uh, Can't beat that with a baseball it's, bat. <laughs> it's great, man. I, you guys should come see it. It opens May 13th. And big things are happening. Stay, stay in touch. Grand opening. Grand opening. And real quick before we do, before we shut this down, you mentioned, took a shot at Genesis. My friend Kevin hates Genesis. <laughs> he, <laughs> he hates him, dude. He, they call him all the time. It's, it's funny. So when you said that, that's when it was like, ha. That's hilarious. But anyways, Mike, hey, thanks for having, or thanks for coming on the show, man. Definitely going to have you on more often. Of course, you know we got to kick it because uh, Mike is in a exclusive, exclusive part of KC. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, man. Hey, of course. Of course.